Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. is a bond of the devil and from every bond I am free the cost of my healing's been remitted Jesus paid it all at Calvary I am the healed of the Lord I am the healed of the Lord Blood at Calvary was the ransom paid for me, and I am the healed of the Lord. Strongly I affirm that it is written, Christ the Lord took my infirmity. His blood alone has qualified my standing. His blood has bought the right I now receive. I am the healed of the Lord I am the healed of the Lord Jesus' blood at Calvary Was the ransom paid for me And I am the healed of the Begone, for it is written That by the wounds to Jesus I was healed You have no valid ground for your intrusion And with the Holy Ghost I have been sealed I am the healed of the Lord I am the healed of the Lord Was the ransom paid for me And I am the healed of the Lord Let's say that I've applied the blood of Jesus And symptoms temporarily remain My answer to the doubting thoughts from Satan Is by the blood and word I overcame
You're listening to the Hour of Anointing, and I'm David Ingalls. And we've been talking about some of these last days here, uh, the ways of ministering to the Lord. Ministering unto the Lord. We were created for His purpose, and we learn how to minister to the Lord by studying in the Scriptures how God's people ministered to Him and by ministering to Him ourselves. There are several insights into the nature of ministering to the Lord in Genesis chapter 22. The Word of God mentions the word worship, and that's where it's first mentioned is in Genesis 22, worship. When God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, Abraham believed God, obeyed his command. When he reached the place of sacrifice, he came apart from the group of men who accompanied him, and he said to them, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. That's in Genesis 22 and verse 5. You might want to make a note of that. Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. First, we see that Abraham believed God. Like Abraham, we need faith to worship God. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that means believe that God is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now that's Hebrews eleven six. Only after one has been born again and entered into the kingdom of God do we present ourselves before God by faith and become aware that he is indeed very near to us. Only then can we engage in worship through the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, Abraham obeyed God's command and came apart to sacrifice or to worship. Obedience and worship are related to one another. I said obedience and worship are related. As we obey him more, and each area of our lives more and more completely obey him in each area of our lives comes under his control. Just from faith to faith, glory to glory, he changes us. We begin to see more and more who he is. And when we see God for who he is, we have no other reaction than to worship him. One songwriter, speaking about a dream, said, I bowed on my knees and cried, Holy. The Bible says that our sins separate us from God and hide his face from us so that he will not hear us. Sin keeps us from God, from feeling his presence, and from worshiping him. But if we repent of our sins and obey him in all the minute details of life, then we have rich fellowship with him. Life is big and rich and wonderful with my hand in the hand of God. Yes, life is rich. Uh, when in turn enriches us, it enriches our ministry to God. Let's notice that Abraham prepared to worship or sacrifice and came apart from the people who accompanied him to worship the Lord. You know, it takes a pulling off many times. I'm talking about private worship now. Even in corporate worship, we really have to almost forget the person to the left or to the right of us. I'm talking about when the worship of God is called for and it's in order, then we really need to discipline our minds to think on God. And here, Abraham prepared to worship or sacrifice. He came apart from the people or separated himself away from the other people who accompanied him, and he did that in order to worship. We must prepare ourselves to worship the Lord. We cannot turn the television off one minute 
and worship the Lord the next minute. That's a good way to begin, but we must come apart from noisy, bustling people, noisy situations. We must still our minds in preparation for worship. Just wait before God in his presence. We need a place where individually or collectively our minds and spirits can be centered on God without any distraction. A friend of mine, Dr. Roy Hicks, said he was praising the Lord one day, just giving him glory, hallelujah to you, Lord. He began to worship the Lord or began to mouth these words of adoration. And then pretty soon he got still. And he said the Lord spoke to him down on the inside, impressed him way down on the inside, what right down here, and said, when you praise me, think about me. To worship means to give something to God. God is worthy to receive power. He's worthy to receive riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. We read about that in Revelation 5 and verse 12. God blessed a previously barren Hannah with the child for which she had prayed. She named him Samuel, brought him to give him to the Lord in Shiloh as she had promised. 1 Samuel 1 and 27 and 28. Let's read about it. She said, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And they worship the Lord there. That's what the Bible says. And they worship the Lord there. Hannah said, The Lord has given to me. I have given to the Lord. And the text says, they worshipped the Lord there. The key to worship is giving something to God. Worship is tied in with sacrifice. After Paul and Silas were beaten with many stripes, cast into prison for the sake of the gospel, they prayed and sang praises to God. Remember that? Acts 16, 25 and so forth. Their worship was a sacrifice pleasing to God. When Job was informed of all that his children had been killed, he arose he rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground, and worshipped. That worship involved sacrifice. The Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 1 to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable service, or spiritual mode of worship, as Weymouth puts it. Worship involves sacrifice. He says it's a spiritual mode of worship. In other words, to present our bodies a living sacrifice is a spiritual mode of worship. Worship involves faith, obedience, preparation, separation, and sacrifice unto him. The Bible tells us more about how we are to worship God in John 4. Jesus met the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. She said, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Will you say with me in this ready audience, True worshipers? Say it. True worshipers. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. You worship God, God is looking for you. He's seeking for you because you're worshiping him. 
I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is my instrumental music CD entitled Refreshing Instrumentals. This is a collection of medleys of several of my songs performed by a full orchestra with Jimmy Kelly at the piano. Your spirit will be stirred, your soul will be refreshed as you listen. Stay tuned for ordering information. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at the same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Free in the name of Jesus.